part of the, the blog that you wrote, okay, you outlined three types of NFTs, okay? One of one music NFTs, fractionalized ownership NFTs, and experiential NFTs. Can you talk more about these three types of NFTs uh, that you outlined in the blog? And as a follow-on question, how do you actually build a full encompassing campaign around these three types of NFTs? And I know it's a loaded question, but I, yeah. I'm curious to see how you take it. So one of one NFTs are where I got started, obviously. And I think for me, right, it is, I think I said it before, it's like the Mona Lisa of NFTs. Like there's right. just one, it's a much higher price point. Um, that being said, when I started, I put no reserves because I was interested, like, again, how does the market value this asset? Because I had no idea. And for me, it, like, I've experimented with a few experiences around them, but I think the highest one of one that I've sold, uh, sold for like 4.5 ETH, which was like 20K at the time. Hmm. And I had created this sentimental proposition. Actually, it was the song that I played at the NFT NYC event. Oh, um, okay. It was, it, was a, it was a slower, sadder song, right? I remember. Yeah. Right. Yeah, okay. And so when I got asked to play that event, I was just like, I'm going to come play two sad songs and go. Um, <laughs> that's my style, you know? Um, but it was really interesting because there were no perks associated with that particular NFT other than I was just like, why would someone value an MP3 that they can go listen to on Spotify for free? Right. Right. And so all of my one of ones have been an experiment in, again, trying to figure out the underlying psychology of why somebody wants to purchase. And I've come up with like a few things. A, they feel a sentimental attachment to that song and they want it. B, patronage is alive and well. It's somebody who collected a one of one music NFT who asked to remain anonymous was just happy and hoped that their purchase could provide me with the financial freedom to continue to create. Somebody else um, was just so excited that I was involved in crypto and wanted me to continue that journey because they believed that I would have sure. an impact. Right. right. And so I think there's a lot of reasons for that, but ultimately I think one of one music NFTs are kind of my favorite okay. and I love what catalog <clears throat> is doing because it's literally just like, it's, it's able to reinvigorate the value of a back catalog, which as we churn through streaming, it's like a song essentially dies once it's phased out of the algorithm. Mm -hmm. And so it's an opportunity to give life to old songs and also provide uh, new experiences for new songs. Which, by the way, I think a lot of people forget that you don't have to come out with a new song and issue that and mint that as an NFT. You can repurpose old songs. Matter of fact, a lot of the most mm -hmm. successful drops from Blau to yours to Latasha, et cetera, those were repurposed singles that then br were brought back to life because of blockchain technology, right? Yeah. So, And I think that's some of the most impactful right. stuff is like we're talking about the fact that music has value and it should be valued maybe more than the traditional systems. And like, so we're able to give this music new life yeah. and I have a really big back catalog. So mm. eventually it'll all go up. You're going to get a good airdrop. I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. The next one is fractionalized ownership. Yeah. So I guess in this, I, I have two pillars. It's okay. like we have, additions, which I guess is not technically fractionalized ownership, but it's, I guess, a tier of it. It's like one of 25, one of a hundred, et cetera. Um, 
And then you have things like party bid, mm, um, where you're okay. actually fractionalizing the ownership of one asset. Um, and then you have, a, you can take it a step further. So the additions, like I said, is sound. And then you can take it a step further and tie the fract tie the fractionalization to a real world asset. So maybe you're getting a unique NFT, but you're getting, um, you know, a fractionalized royalty payment with that. And I think that why I like fractionalization is we have to realize that one of one music NFTs actually aren't accessible financially mm -hmm. um, to the average participant. And we're still having to recondition an entire generation. So they don't even understand why they should value ownership of anything digital. And so additions are good because they're a lower price point mm -hmm. and essentially more people can be involved in the process and why I like fractionalized ownership of music and tying royalties into it is because it's creating a bridge for the average fan to participate in a way that they can tie it back into the real world, which I think that bridge is going to be really necessary for everything that we're doing in web three and on the blockchain to scale. Got it. Do you see additions being more liquid or less liquid than one of ones? Um, I think they're more liquid and I think they're more speculative, right? Okay. Because they're again, lower price point, more people are going right. to participate and try to flip. Whereas I think one of ones, if you're spending that amount of money, um, you have a connection to what you're buying. I would think, um, for the most part, you mm -hmm. have a connection to the project or the song or the piece of art. And so you're going to want to hold on to that most likely. Got it. Okay. The last one is experiential NFTs. Okay. Um, and I know you touched upon this in the past, but let's quickly, let's quickly revisit, revisit, excuse me, one more time. So experiential, I think a, it's about, I guess anything can be experiential, right? But for me, um, I've been working with this company, IYK, and we piloted this thing called Guestbook for my last tour, which okay. was essentially, I was really frustrated. Uh, a promoter that I was working with in DC uh, went under in COVID. And so I had been building with them for years. Mm. And when we were promoting my show in DC with a new promoter, we were having trouble selling tickets, partially because of COVID, but mm -hmm. also because we didn't have access to the people who had come to the years of previous shows. And I was annoyed. And so I thought, how cool would it be for people to be able to come to a show, tap their phone, enter their ETH address yeah. um, and email and be able to get an NFT where I can incentivize future participation uh, to come for people to come to shows. I can then know who actually came to a show. Um, and so we built it out and we kind of created a little experience around it where you can put your name, your email address, you can leave me a message. So I have all of these messages from fans oh, wow. who came to the shows. And then we essentially airdrop them NFTs. We co-created the artwork. So it's the NFT is actually pictures of all of my fans who took mm. selfies at the show. Yeah. And okay. so you so, kind of like, that's so intricate. That's so cool. It came out real. I'll send you the link because it yeah. actually came out beautifully. But that's just one example of it's like we're trying to solve one problem, but ultimately you have to provide an experience for a fan to do anything outside of the realm of normal because, like, we're all busy human beings who have a lot to do. And so it was really 
kind of a beautiful thing to watch it unfold. And we got good participation. Um, more people tapped than went through the whole process of entering their ETH address, showing us that like we are early and there's a long process of onboarding. Mm -hmm. But again, it's like you want to create something where like there's a value floor. So if all you want to do is leave me a message, please do. Right. And then there's incentive to, but if you go all the way through, we'll give you this NFT. Mm -hmm. I'm going to sign a few photos of people who left comments on the guest book page and mail them to them. So mm. they have a signed photo of them from the show. So it's like creating a bigger experience for people to, um, to, I guess, just enjoy while again, creating a system where like now I know who came to my last New York show and ultimately ideally we'll tie that to ticketing somehow. But again, that's in the next five years. 